Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where we word, thought, verse, and chapter of the Scriptures point us to a the person, a the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, we're glad to have you a part of the Jesus Every Day podcast here. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. As we are a multi-site church located in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia area, and like I said, we're grateful to have you on here today. Listening in, uh, it is Black Friday for some of you all, and it may be Monday or Tuesday the next week for the, for the rest of you. Um, but we are so thankful for you joining and listening. We want to model for you what it's like. That's why we're doing this podcast: is modeling for you what it's like to read the Word of the Lord on an everyday basis so that you can hear, you can experience, you can see what it's like to read the Bible, to highlight it, to explain it, to apply it, and respond to it on an everyday basis, because we want to get into God's Word so that God's Word gets inside of us and God's Word comes out of us. So we're in Matthew chapter 3. If you haven't already done so, we want you to read Matthew 3 and walk through the hear reading method and then jump into the podcast uh, with us. As we have Matt Nowitzki, our student director at our North Campus with us this week and next week. Uh, So Matt, could you tell us how did you come into a personal relationship with Jesus? In a nutshell, um, I mentioned earlier this week, if you've been listening with us, that my stepdad had a really profound impact on my spiritual walk. And so he was the first one that really shared the gospel with me, and and he did it in a way that was clear. He did everything right. He said everything right. And so um, being in the fifth grade, I really wanted to be saved. I wanted Mm -hmm. to make sure I was on the right side. Um, And so I, I went forward. And the thing is, at the time, I would have told you I was a Christian at the time, uh, but I didn't really realize that I wasn't until I actually met Jesus. And so the way that I describe it is that I knew about Jesus, I knew who he was, but I knew him as the Savior, not my Savior. Mm. I didn't have that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And so in 11th grade, I went to a youth conference that I was invited to, and the pastor spoke on John 8, which talked about the adulterous woman who was brought in by the Pharisees to be stoned to death. And Jesus stepped in and, and he says, like, the, those of you without sin can be the ones that throw the stone first. And everybody drops their stones and leaves. And, and then Jesus approaches the woman and he asks, did anybody condemn you? And she says, no. And he says, well, neither do I, but go and sin no more. And I, I just like in that moment, in that night from that little passage of Scripture, like I felt like I, I was able to really meet Jesus and see so much of who he is in just a few sentences and, and actions and passages. Mm, that's good. That's powerful, man. Thanks for sharing your story with us and then following Jesus ever since then. Well, as we open up here in Matthew chapter 3, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated? Uh, we always, as always, uh, we want to, before we even open up God's Word, we want to ask the Spirit, God, would you uh, open up my eyes so that I can see things beyond the natural, see the supernatural realm through your lens? What would the Holy Spirit reveal to you, or open up your eyes that you highlight and wrote down in this today's, to the, today's chapter? Absolutely. Uh, in light of my testimony, uh, I highlighted verses 7 through 10. It says, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, and this is John the Baptist, uh, and he says, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the faith to come? Uh, Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able from these stories to raise up children for Abraham. Even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. 
Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. All right, explain what's going on here in this text. Well, essentially, the Pharisees and Sadducees, they were people that trusted in their lineage. And so um, several days ago, we talked about the genealogies of Jesus, how it starts with the Abrahamic covenant. And since some of these people were uh, literal descendants physically um, of Jewish people, they automatically assumed that they were right with God because of their lineage. And here we see, hey, that's not the case. As other scripture talks about, true children of Abraham are ultimately um, believers through Jesus. Mm. So it's a good question I have for you. Uh, so you have these two people groups, Pharisees and Sadducees. Uh, the Sadducees would have served as priests in the temple. So what what people group or what um, what children from Abraham could serve as priests? What, 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 who, did their, who, did, who did they have to be able to back their, their lineage up to? Abraham had who? Well, like, oh, no, you're good. <laughs> so, so, like, so, so all Pharisees, uh, all priests yeah. had to be, they came from what lineage? Like Aaron was the son of Levi. Yeah. So they'd be Levites. Okay. Right? So yeah. I'm, not, I'm probably wording the, 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 the question <laughs> wrong. So even like the Sadducees, all of them backed their lineage up to the Levites, and like you know, they were the chosen people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting when you when you look at this, uh, all priests were Levites, but not all Levites were priests. And so the Pharisees were a different sect. They didn't have to come from um, the Le- Levitical. It goes all the way back to the between Malachi. You know this, Matt. I'm just sharing our people from Malachi to. When Jesus comes on, you have the Maccabean revolts and all these, and you kind of lose the who's reigning and ruling over the temple. But the Sadducees did still, mm-hmm. still kind of have that. So, as you said, John the Baptist is is the one that's talking here and preaching. What's so important about John, or what's so impactful of him in proving the prophecy of Jesus? Well, he was he was talking about beforehand as well, right? There, there's Old Testament passages that that talk about. Um, John coming as well, and they even quote it here right before this passage. If you look in uh, verse 3, it talks about the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And I think the thing that stood out to people about John is he, his, his message was very upfront and in some ways was contrary to the norm of mm-hmm. maybe what people were, were hearing within Jewish culture at, at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'll tell Matt off the script. Uh, before we start recording, uh, in verse 4, it says that he wore the garment of camel's hair, the leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and honey. So he's kind of this ravaging wild man. Um, but actually, John was also, he his parents had dedicated him to the uh, the Nazarite vow, which you've probably heard that the Nazarite vow is the same vow that um, Samson's parents dedicated him to. And in the in the scriptures, there's only three people that their parents dedicated to the Nazarite vow. You have Samson and then Samuel. And then here, John the Baptist. And part of the, there's three things they, they couldn't do. Uh, one was they couldn't touch or come in contact with something that had died. Uh, the second thing is they couldn't eat from any um, utensils that were made of, uh, excuse me, they couldn't drink of any alcohol. Uh, and then the last one was is they couldn't cut their hair. So being where he's from, John the Baptist also had more than likely dreadlocks. So crazy looking dude out here baptizing people and speaking here. So I've talked way too much. What, what do you think is the uh, points of application for believers and followers of Jesus in today's text? I think one is humility in the sense of being able to evaluate yourself, but also to answer that question of who is Jesus to you? Mm. Who is Jesus to me? 
which is what he asks his disciples later on, right? Like, who do you say I am? Because in this passage, we see the Pharisees at the beginning, they have a certain view of Jesus and of John. But then when you get to the end of this chapter, when you look at uh, verse uh, 14, uh, mm-hmm. when Jesus gets ready to be baptized by John the Baptist, John says, wait a minute, like, you should be baptizing me. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be baptizing you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's John realizing who he is and who Jesus is, mm-hmm. realizing that he's a sinful person in need of redemption and that Jesus is who he says he is, that he, he is the Messiah, he is the Son of God. And, and so I think for me, like with my testimony, it was a similar situation where I felt like I was like the Pharisees. I knew, I knew something about Jesus, but I didn't know him mm-hmm. in that way that John knows him because John knows Jesus as his Savior, mm-hmm. and there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's also his cousin. Right, <laughs> right. Pretty, pretty wild. We could, I could go in for hours talking about this, and uh, just so, so incredible. Uh, what, what is the Holy Spirit calling you in your personal response to today's text? I think this kind of sounds simple, but just realizing my everyday need of redemption. Um, There's not a day that goes by that I don't need Jesus. And there are times when we feel like we don't. There are times when I feel like I don't feel like I need to handle something myself. Mm. At the end of the day, like, just as John said, like, I'm not worthy, but I I have Jesus as my Savior. There's not a moment that goes by that that's not true. Mm. That's good. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast.